0: Hello my loves, welcome back to Spiritually Connected, the podcast where we talk about witchcraft, spirituality, healing, the strange, and paranormal. Um, I have been talking about more serious things in my recent podcast episodes, and while I don't regretting doing those episodes, while I don't regretting, while I don't regret doing those episodes, and I think it's important for me to talk about the stuff that I did talk about in those episodes, and I do continue to keep on addressing these issues within these communities that I'm a part of, um, I want to take a step back today, not talk about something quite so serious, just kind of talk to you guys about something that I am very passionate about, and y'all know that I'm very passionate about, which is tarot, um, for anyone who doesn't know me, I've been reading tarot for over five years now, I got my first deck when I was 12 years old, um, and I've been reading since then. I do readings online. I'm a professional tarot reader. I also do them in person when I get the chance, but, um, that can sometimes be difficult to arrange. Um, but I've been reading tarot basically for like half a decade at least, um, and it's something I'm super passionate about and I've spent hours and hours and hours researching and learning about and learning about all the connections and the stories and the mythologies and just all kinds of stuff like that so um I essentially have a mini-series on this podcast where every episode of said mini-series I cover one tarot card and I don't just tell you like oh these are the keywords for this particular tarot card like I go in depth both about what I know about the history and symbolism and colors and numerology and like um, sacred geometry and, like, alchemical information, like, what I know about the facts about this tarot deck, or not this tarot deck, this, that particular tarot card that I'm covering in the episode, um, but I also give my personal opinions, I talk about some personal connections, I talked in the magician episode about how I think that the, (laughs) the magician card represents, like, a male manipulator, (laughs) um, so I talk about both my personal opinions and information that I've learned from researching tarot so much. Um, so we're going to continue that episode or that series today. Um, continue that episode today. No, we're going to be continuing that series today. Um, and we're going to be talking about the Emperor Tarot card because last time we talked about the Empress. Um, once again, I am heavily using notes that are based from my favorite tarot book of all time, which is called um, Tarot, A Key to Wisdom Throughout the Ages by Paul Foster Case. I'm not sponsored by any way. Y'all know I don't do sponsorships on my podcast episodes. Um but I truly do love that book and if you're looking into learning how to read tarot I highly recommend it because it was really helpful for me to kind of discover the deeper um, meanings and correspondence beyond the surface level um, when it comes to like keywords and reading tarot so um, I will be using some notes that I've taken from that book just so y'all know I highly recommend that you get it if you can't get a physical copy Um, there are a ton of PDF versions available online that you can find and I just think that it's a really good read for those who want to get into tarot and learn more about tarot. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to remind you guys that I don't get paid for this podcast, so um, if you'd like to send tips, they're always greatly appreciated. My Venmo and my PayPal, as well as some instructions on how to tip correctly, are in the description of this podcast episode, as always. Um, Anything helps just to keep the podcast kind of supported and sustainable, um, because I don't do sponsorships on this podcast, because I don't know about you guys, but I hate listening to a podcast and having to skip through all of the same fucking ads all like over and over again I don't want to do that to y'all so if I can avoid sponsorships or like ads when it comes to my podcast I will anyways um but that's why tips are kind of important just so that I can continue to do what I do on this podcast Um, So at its core, the Emperor card, which is the fourth card in the Major Arcana of Tarot, um, represents protection, stability, the divine masculine, focus, discipline, authority, control, domination, and paternity. Um, He is often said to be the father figure of the tarot. Um, He is heavily associated with the god Mars, which we'll get into later, um, and the planet of Mars as well. Um, And he has many fiery correspondents, many divine masculine correspondents. The emperor is a card that is very full of kind of yang-like divine masculine energy and I think we should talk about it and get into it because I feel like when there are spiritual and witchy spaces witchcraft is like often more practiced by women as far as I know or by feminine identifying or appearing um Presenting, that's the word I was looking for. Witchcraft is more often practiced by feminine presenting people. And I'm not saying that there aren't men that are witches. um, But when it comes to practicing the act of witchcraft, a lot of people associate that exclusively with divine feminine energy. Because divine feminine energy has stereotypically been seen as more intuitive and more in touch with emotions. Whereas the divine masculine is more logical. Um, But the key is finding balance. So I feel like we in, we as a spiritual community and we as the tarot community and the witchcraft community kind of don't appreciate the powers that come with the divine masculine as well as we should. Because yes, the divine feminine is beautiful and wonderful and that yin energy is so powerful, but I also think it's important that we all acknowledge the divine masculine in us and how that also in turn makes us powerful so that's why that's one of the reasons that I think that having both the empress and the emperor are good because they can kind of feed off of each other and when one of them shows up in a reading it can kind of show what you're lacking so if you pull the emperor in a card it can show that you're thinking too much with your emotions and not enough with your um logic and and your focus and your passion which are things that heavily correspond to the divine masculine as well as to the emperor um the emperor is the fourth card in the tarot um in case you don't know the numbers of the tarot basically all the major arcana are first and then the suits follow Um, the suits don't have numbers on them besides like the numbers of the like how many Like, the Two of Cups is two. But same thing with, like, the Two of Swords. That's a two. But each major arcana card, like the Fool, the Empress, the High Priestess, the Emperor, the Magician, cards like that all have numbers that correspond with them and also heavily correspond in numerology. Um, Fours in numerology are often used in domination magic, which I think is really interesting because there are a lot of key ties in this card, to domination magic as well, um, which we're gonna talk about in a little bit, but it makes sense when it comes to that controlling, powerful energy, um, but I don't know why my voice just shook like that, I'm sorry, (laughs) um, but, (laughs) like, I didn't even try to do that, it just happened, I don't, I don't know what's going on with my voice, man, my health has been deteriorating, but I still want to talk to y'all, so, I'm risking my voice for you, (laughs) Um, But fours are very powerful. They're very representative of control and mastery, um, both in the tarot and in general numerology as well. Um, In case you didn't know, every tarot card has a Hebrew letter that corresponds with it, um, and he is the corresponding letter um, associated with the emperor card, which translates either to window or in a more literal translation translation into window door. Um this is important when we talk about the aspect of controlled enlightenment that comes in with the emperor card. He is able to make decisions because he has sight and view and experience with the outside world. He's not making the decisions and the controlling um Actions that he's doing, he's not doing that without seeing the real world. Um, We're gonna talk about this a little bit later, but the Emperor is very, very experienced when it comes to the world. Despite him sitting on his high horse and his throne now, he has worked to get there and he's been through um, different aspects that have led him to see things the way that they do. So when it comes to control and dominance, it's important to also look at perception, which is what the window reminds us to do. Um, A window admits light, um, which spiritually can represent knowledge and enlightenment, and air, which represents the kind of life breath and the spirit, Um, meaning symbolically, windows represent outlook, survey, and even control. Um, A bright mind kind of surveying the land and discovering Answers that others haven't necessarily seen. So, like I said, the ma- I almost said the magician. No, I'm getting ahead of myself. The emperor is in a place of control and power, but he's there because of what he's seen and because of what he's experienced and because of what he's done about what he's seen and experienced. Um, For symbolism purposes, it's also important to represent that the architecture of windows is said to have emerged from the architecture of doors, um, which is very spiritually significant when we think about symbolism. Um, Not only can we view those with window doors, um, the combination of the two, not only can we view those who come near your home, you can also make the conscious decision whether or not to open that door to them and whether or not to allow them into your space and into your consciousness this is a way for you to gain control over your life um which is key as we've learned when it comes to the emperor card he is very controlling he is all about having control i think he would like the book flow which i'm reading right now which is about how you can control um your experience on earth in order to make it more enjoyable uh, anyways, sidetrack. Um, sight is the sense function that is associated with hay. Um, sight, according to hermetic caudalists, um, rules over vision, introspection, care, vigilance, inquiry, and watchfulness, um, which is interesting to keep in mind when we talk about the eternal father figure known as the emperor. The ram, which often represents anger... Um, or a stereotypically masculine emotion um, is the symbol of Aries, which is the zodiac sign that is associated with the emperor. Aries is a cardinal sign. Um, Cardinal signs tend to be leaders, trendsetters, and individualists. They don't tend to be followers, and that often makes them stubborn and unable to adapt as easily. Aries is also ruled by Mars, which is significant because it ties into force, strength, energy, core, courage, (laughs) courage. And activity. Uh, Mars also ru- rules iron, steel, surgery, chemistry, and military affairs. Again, this is a very calculated and observant kind of controlling. It's not controlling in the way of like, everything will be this way because this. It is a way of controlling to make sure that everyone is safe and taken care of. It is a way of working with logic in order to create practical solutions. Um, it's not a chaotic kind of attempt to control it's a very organized and calculated attempt to control um which i think is important to keep in mind when it comes to um us talking about Aries in relation to the Emperor card because Aries tends to be very hot-headed, they tend to be very angry, and they tend to have a sort of chaotic energy to them when they get in that angry state, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, The Sun is also hugely connected to Aries because Aries is a fire sign and Sun signs are often very connected to the Sun, or fire signs are often very connected to the Sun. Um, And spiritually, the Sun represents the divine masculine ego- Um, and health and happiness. So we'll talk about the sun card in tarot another time. Um, but the sun card does also represent a sense, excuse me, a sense of divine masculinity that I think is really important, um, Aries is also associated with the direction northeast, so Mm. do with that what you will, there's, um, a whole thing with the cube of life, um, and sacred, sacred geometry, I don't feel like I can explain sacred geometry correspondence, that's, like, the one thing that I feel like I can't explain, in these podcast episodes because every single tarot card has some sort of sacred geometry in it but it's something that i feel is so visual that it's hard for me to describe in a way that makes sense especially because sacred geometry is really hard to understand so if y'all want to check out my patreon i have a couple lessons posted on like the basics of sacred geometry and what it is and what it's about um and stuff like that but there is a cube of life that is important in sacred geometry and is really key when it comes to learning about the um major arcana of the tarot so yeah um the emperor is often viewed as he who is set in order um he represents authority and paternity um he is also representing war um with both his armor and with the fact that he's a man and male energy and divine masculine energy is often very heavily associated with anger and war. I wonder why. (laughs) I wonder why hey lovelies it's promotion greta stopping in to tell you that if you'd like input and features on this podcast or you just want to learn more about witchcraft and divination in general you should subscribe to my patreon i do collective divination on there i post my spell recipes and it's the only place where i teach about my craft so you can subscribe for as low as five dollars and fifty five cents a month at patreon.com forward slash greta chapkin again that is patreon.com forward slash greta chapkin Now y'all know the symbolism of everything is my favorite part. In case you don't know me, in case y'all haven't been listening to this podcast for a while, I am symbolism obsessed. I literally am looking over at my bookshelf and I have my book of a thousand and one symbols like right there. Symbolism is fucking so interesting to me in poetry, in art, in fucking tarot, like literally in everything. I love symbolism. Um, the- when it comes to color symbolism and symbolism within the physical card of the Emperor, I am going to be focusing on the rider weight interpretation of the Emperor because it's the most commonly like widely known and it I have the most information about it. But obviously every tarot deck is different. so maybe like take out your own personal deck, take out the emperor card and see what matches up with the rider weight um, symbolism and what may differ for you as a tarot reader and you with that specific deck I would make that into a little journal thing honestly that seems kind of smart um but yeah just so you know I'm going to be referring to the Rider Waite tarot decks kind of symbol symbolism I was trying to think of another word but it's just symbolism that's the only word for it anyways um, the orange background in the traditional Rider Waite Emperor tarot card not only calls back to the power of the sun, it can also symbolize abundance and happiness. Fun fact, orange is commonly used in manifestation workings, which is interesting because I don't associate the divine masculine with manifesting as much as I do with the divine feminine and I also think that's partly because of my experience with gender roles and how we as a society have kind of assigned divine masculine and divine feminine as being different things to different genders when in reality it's all a spectrum and everything needs balance um but I think that it's interesting that the mounds are orange because orange is often used to manifest in a lot of witchcraft practices. Um, I know whenever, like I went through a phase where every time I wanted like just something to manifest or like to manifest something, I would write it on an orange candle and burn that candle and boom, it would be manifested, you know? Um, the reddish mountains in the background of the Emperor card are also meant to represent igneous rock, um, which is said by many to help in spiritual healing and growth. Um, the red also calls back to the the card's home sign of Aries, otherwise known as the Ram. Red is the color that is most heavily associated with Aries, um, due to its kind of angry and passionate nature um the mountains in the background of the emperor are sharp and drawn with harsh lines which severely contrasts the valley that the empress card takes place in the sharpness of these mountains showed the divine masculine slash yang energy of logic control physical science and practicality whereas the empress card shows a lush and lavish kind of um growing field and growing uh I forget what I called it uh valley a growing valley like a um heavily intuitive heavily like motherly energy whereas the emperor is very like harsh lines here's what's being drawn etc. Um, another semi-gross fact, actually, um, symbolically speaking, is the Empress is meant to represent Eve from the story of Adam and Eve. There are a ton of ties to the story of Adam and Eve when it comes to tarot, like, so many. Um, but literally nowhere does it say that the Emperor is supposed to represent Adam. And maybe it's just implied, but, like, every time a character in the tarot is said to represent Adam or Eve, they usually say it but with the emperor, they never say that he's supposed to be Adam. So like, it's like just Eve and an old man. Like I, (laughs) cause the emperor is almost always seen as old as well because it's like respect your elders and like stuff like that, which we'll talk about in a second. But I don't know. I just think that's a little weird. Let's just talk about it for a second. Um, at the base of the mountains in the Emperor card runs the same, quote, stream of consciousness, which is literally just a physical stream um, included in the Rider-Waite tarot art um, in a lot of other cards like the star, the high priestess, um, and a bunch of other, like it's included in a lot of major arcana cards. The stream of consciousness is meant to represent giving life to the cold, hard, logical mountains um, and giving passion and force or and life force um to these harshly drawn harshly distinguished mountains um this flowing water allows that practical energy to be used to create not only to just sit there in stagnancy the Emperor's throne is decorated with ram heads, which is a callback to Aries and the Divine Masculine, as well as the mountains. Um, the Emperor is very heavily associated with the mountains, not only because they're in the back of his tarot um, card, but also the ram thing. Rams tend to inhabit mountains, um, and the ram is symbol for Aries, um, which, again, is the sign for this particular card. Um, the monarch of the emperor sits on a cubic structured throne, which is meant to represent the cube of consciousness, which again is in sacred geometry. If you want to learn about sacred geometry, it's super interesting. I have a couple things on Patreon, um, and I'm continuing to post more lessons about those. Um, but yeah, I also wanted to note um, that being seated um, and having a figure sitting down is often in the tarot representing passiveness and even submission, but they only seem to talk about passiveness and submission when it comes to sitting down when it's a woman who's doing it, because literally so much of the High Priestess card is, like, the explanation of the High Priestess card, and this isn't me shitting on this book because I've gotten so much information from it, but I do think it's interesting that this white man who wrote this book, (laughs) not hating on the book itself, I'm hating on the Author, but he only mentioned how sitting down represents submission and passiveness when it comes to women. He just did not mention it at all when it comes to the emperor. But he's also sitting down, which in his world is showing power. He doesn't have to be on his feet anymore because he's experienced everything that has led him to this emperor position. And I'm not saying that sitting down is bad and being submissive is evil and like stuff like that but I am saying I think it's important to mention for both gendered cards that sitting down often represents a, se- a sense of passiveness and it does not only have to do with women it's not only passive when women do it thank you <laughs> um there's a lot of sexism in the occult community and gender roles tend to seep into spirituality witchcraft and divination kind of like they do with everything else so when I see shit like that I just feel the need to tend like to call it out I want to do a whole episode about misogyny and gender roles and shit in the witchcraft community because it is actually like an issue um but yeah I just wanted to remind y'all The emperor is clad in steel armor which calls back to the fact that aries is ruled by mars um mars is the planet of war and conflict and it also rules over steel and iron um while the emperor's outfit is often accentuated with purple, it doesn't only show royalty, purple is often seen as the color of royalty, but purple can also be used for control and domination magic, Um, and so I think that's important to note because the emperor is often accessorized with purple um, accents. Um, the emperor's golden scepter is basically a modified version of the Egyptian symbol of the Ankh, um, which is the symbol of life and is often represented, um, or representative of fertility. Um, it's also often represented in divine energies, specifically the divine feminine, but the emperor card, even within his masculinity, I think it's really interesting that there are parts of the card like the stream of consciousness and like him sitting down which is often associated with a passive more feminine energy even though that's sexist uh, but and like him having like purple accents like he has and the an- the Anak, he has calls back to femininity and how femininity fuels his ability to have power as well as his divine masculine everything must be a balance including divine masculine and divine feminine energy um the ball in the emperor's other hand or the sphere is also a car a call back to mars and the sun um the emperor is an old man who is usually shown with a beard um to represent an old soul tradition and someone who is kind of deserving of respect um his gray hair also is said to represent the experiences that he's had and his armor is also a call back to the fact that it is said by many that the emperor used to be a knight um it's kind of like a little tarot conspiracy theory but a lot of people believe that the emperor was a knight before he was armed um or not armed until before he was like crowned as emperor, he was a knight, and so he went out into the battlefield and he saw all these things and he learned um, to experience. And since he was conditioned in that environment, he now has this controlling mindset where he feels the need to control and have um, dominance over everything because that's how it feels at war, I would imagine. I mean, I've never been. T- been to war, obviously, but I think that's really important to note is when I talk about him having experiences, I do mean having experiences in the real world and not just sitting on his little cube. He truly has gone out to the battlefield and experienced um, a lot. The emperor is also sometimes said to be an older version of the magician, um, just as the empress is often said to be an older version of the high priestess, um, aka Eve. Um, the empress and the high priestess are both associated with Eve. But once again, they never say the emperor is Adam. So I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> but um, It actually says in the book that the emperor, um, quote, transformed high priestess into the empress by having her bear his children. Uh, And I can't get that out of my brain. That gives me the biggest ick ever. Um, Can we not do that? But that's just a little reminder that a lot of ancient occult texts are sexist, stupid, and misogynist. And I think it's important to look at those texts, but I also think it's important to not continue some of the traditions that are in those texts, such as being misogynistic and being like a sexist, you know? Maybe let's let's pick and choose a bit. But anyways, um, the armor that the emperor wears not only shows his protective nature, it also represents the fact that he used to be a knight. I already talked about that a little bit, but um, he learned how to rule before he actually did i also think that the emperor card um like the armor in the emperor card can also represent a bit of toxic masculinity to some degree um when it comes to feelings men specifically are taught to believe that vulnerability equals weakness and so they tend to put up shields around themselves um, or put up a front and that's another thing that i think this armor represents as well because we see pieces of femininity sprinkled throughout the emperor but he's a it seems to me that he's afraid to fully embrace that femininity because of that toxic masculine um bullshit essentially that's been shoved down his throat making him believe that he has to be protected and that he can't be vulnerable and that he has to be in charge um so yeah Okay, so I get asked a lot. I do not offer free readings or spell work. However, I do offer inexpensive and accurate tarot, palm, astrological chart, aura, and oracle readings. My prices start as low as $5, and I cover all kinds of things in those readings. So you can DM me on Instagram at Spiritually Connected Readings to book a reading. No numbers, no punctuation. Again, that is at Spiritually Connected Readings on Instagram. I will not message you first for a reading. Please do not fall for the scammer accounts. Thank you. All right, we're going to wrap up by talking about my honest feelings about the Emperor card. Um, The Emperor card is one that I have really mixed reviews on. I think that a lot of people associate it with negative energies, and a lot of people don't want to be controlled or don't want to be in a place of leadership, and so they get nervous about this card. Um, For me, he represents a matured version of the Magician, which is a male manipulator but um at least from my eyes but the emperor card gives less of a manipulative energy to me um while he still may have those tendencies they aren't as prominent after he's gone out and experienced the world through battle and through interactions with others especially um I think that he is still highly controlling, um, and he does think very intensely with the masculine ideals of logic and science, um, backing him up and everything that he does, and he does still tend to not embrace the femininity that he does have and not have a balance, and so the thing that more than anything, um, makes me feel afraid about the Emperor card, um, is the lack of balance that comes between masculine and feminine energy it just feels like a little bit too much control and I think that's one of the reasons why I feel a bit overwhelmed by it but also if it's a signifier for me I can feel comforted by it sometimes because I have control issues (laughs) but that's just a personal thing I know a lot of people um see the emperor as a dad or as a paternal figure. So I know a lot of people who this card is a trigger for um, when it comes to daddy issues or issues with a father figure in your life or just with older men in general um, because the emperor does often represent an older man. Um, The emperor is not meant to make you be overly controlling or act paternally, act like everyone's dad. Um, You need to remind yourself to like reevaluate what you can and can't control when the emperor comes up um and figure out how you can move forward with logic and practical practicality as well as some intuition because it's never good to fully block out that intuitive divine feminine pieces of you um as we see throughout the hints of femininity even within the emperor card um like i always say you guys balance is key whatever balance works for you but you always need to have both everything must be in moderation in order for us to thrive um, this card can also be a reminder that you need more stability and structure in your life um, and it's important to keep in mind that routine can be really valuable when this card shows up um, and it can have a really important place in your life, especially when you're coming out of depressive episodes, difficult periods of your life, hard times. Routine can be really helpful to get you back on your feet and that's another thing that this card can represent. Um, I tend to see the Emperor as a protective man who relies on science. Um, He probably has a hot temper and a tendency to mansplain. Um, I don't say he has a tendency to mansplain as a thing where he tries to mansplain. I think the Emperor just accidentally kind of does because of the knowledge that he's gained throughout all of his experiences. Um, But that's just a me thing. That's just kind of how I see him. Um, This card? also tends to represent a lot of men that I choose to date um, as it can involve both daddy issues and anger issues kind of wrapped up into one um, which is unfortunately very much my type Um, and the emperor can also be a reminder to be cautious with choices Um, don't stand for less than what you deserve and be responsible in your choices the emperor card is reminding you even if you don't have another figure in your life to do it sometimes the tarot will give you the emperor as a reminder to be more responsible the key when it comes to the emperor card is strength in structure and responsibility um and finding that balance um the emperor isn't quite there yet when it comes to finding that balance but between the fat the masculine and the feminine but you can sense the beginning of that change coming, um, which I think also is heavily associated with a lot of the, the, um, animosity, I guess, or the, um, kind of, like, on-edgedness that the emperor often causes when he is pulled in a tarot reading, um, so yeah, those are my thoughts, those are what I've researched and what I've learned about the emperor card throughout my years of practicing, um, If you guys want to learn more about sacred geometry or any other witchy topic, pretty much ever, um, you could subscribe to my Patreon um, or book a reading if you would like some insight from me as a reader myself. Um All of my socials are linked in the description of this podcast episode as always. Um, But I don't know why I'm saying um so much. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry I've been stuttering so much and everything too, but um i love you all so 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 much i hope you have an amazing day night whatever it may be for you um thank you so much for report (laughs) for reporting me for supporting me don't report me please thank you so much for supporting me and everything that i do um i appreciate you all so much more than you know and i hope you have an amazing rest of your day so blessed be my loves